Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. Well, we are in for a treat this morning. I mentioned Kingdom Builders, and one of the projects that we have through Kingdom Builders is Convoy of Hope. We are set to give $50,000 to Convoy of Hope this year, and this organization does a whole lot of things. They help feed children, they provide disaster relief, they train women to start businesses, and they help farmers in developing nations. And each year we leverage our largest attended Sunday, Easter Sunday, to help those who are less fortunate. So we take up a one day to feed the world offering, or we ask for one day's wage um, to help those in need. And this morning, Jeff Anderson is going to come up here and talk to us about Convoy of Hope and what they are doing. And Jeff is no stranger to our church. Every time he comes, I get so excited for what he's going to say. So would you join me in giving a warm welcome to Jeff Anderson this morning? Good morning, Cross Point. It's awesome to be with you guys. Thank you so much. And Pastor Madison, thank you uh, for that introduction. And I told her, just keep it short and sweet, because I'm an adjunct pastor of Cross Point. Everywhere I go, when I come back in here, somebody in the back room, in the donut room or coffee room, they were like, they just saw me and they just went about their business and then they came over to me and said, hey, I'm really sorry, you just act like you're just part of the family here. I'm like, yeah, I only come once a year. It's my eighth time to be with you and uh, I'm super excited to be with you. So thank you to Pastor Jonathan. He and I were talking, communicating this morning actually via text and he sent me this text and I thought this is cool. I'm going to read it to you. He said... Hey, the team was disappointed to find out you were speaking today. (laughs) Period. Punctuation saves lives. They would have loved to have heard you. (laughs) We ate food provided by Convoy of Hope yesterday at the Home of Hope in case you wanted to mention it to the congregation today. So I thought that was pretty cool. In Bangladesh, halfway around the world, 11 hours away, and uh, 11 hours away, 11-hour time change difference. So anyway, so I'm getting organized up here a little bit. So thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your partnership. Uh, Erica, it's great to see you. It's great to see all the staff, Pastor Dan and Fisher and Madison and the team and the leadership of Cross Point Waverly. So 5,000 people, really? All right, so here's the deal. Make it super hard to go to hell from Waverly. If you're going to go to hell, move. (laughs) Not in our city limits. It is not safe to be unsaved. And I'm really grateful a little Baptist church across the street from Creekside Park where I used to smoke my lunch as a high school student thought the same thing because they used to jaywalk across Pinot Valley Road and witness to all the stoners. And I'm standing here today because Darren Glennywinkle... The oddest dude at Pinot Valley High School who carried a 20-pound Schofield Bible because he was Baptist, very Baptist, he told me that God loved me. And he told me that Jesus had a plan for my life. And I thought it was a joke. I seriously thought, you're, you Christian are just like, you're in a cult. 
you just got fuzzy eyes and a smile all the time, and it's now I know it's the joy of the Lord. And they came and told me about Jesus. Do you know, six months later, I found myself repenting, pouring my heart out at an altar in Juneau, Alaska. It's a long story. But I just want to say the invite works, but really think about this. Pray about those people because you don't want your invite to be a turnoff, but it's warfare. Amen? So it's a war. We're in a war for souls, and we're in a war for our, the soul of our country. We're in a war for ideas and biblical worldview matters, and so I love what God is doing here. Levinsky, thank you and the team for leading us today, and it really is. I love what Levinsky said. He said, you know, Jesus, to, to partner with you in what you're doing, find out what God's doing in the world and join him. Don't ask him to bless your mess all the time. It's like, Lord, you know, I'm doing this for you. And, and maybe you should stop and say, okay, Lord, what are you doing already that I could partner with you in? And this is what God's doing. These stories are your stories. These stories are powerful today. And uh, Crosspoint, you are all part of it. So check out this video, what God's doing through Convoy. Prepare for mass evacuation. Devastated the region. Look at the world. Online, in the news, on your drive home from work, you see it. People are suffering. They're doing their best, but it doesn't seem to matter. They feel completely alone, asking, how am I ever going to make it? Is there anyone out there who cares about me? We say yes. At the heart of Convoy of Hope's work is our driving passion to use kindness as a force for change. We are the volunteer delivering relief after a disaster. We are the haircut or fresh pair of shoes. We are the multitude of people who care about their neighbor and want to do something meaningful that may just impact another person's eternity. So look at the world again. Really look at it. Through the hardship and despair and hurting is a hope that is waiting, demanding to burst forth. And it's not complicated. We believe that the problems that are plaguing the world can begin to be solved one small act of kindness at a time. Every meal served, every seed planted, and every smile sincerely given adds to the revolution of compassion we are so proud to be a part of. So look at the world one more time. The problems are big, no doubt, but the solution? Oh, it's beautifully simple. And you, you're a part of it. So at Convoy of Hope, we are demonstrating the gospel, and then we're presenting that gospel in words. So we show the world before we tell the world, and you make all of that possible. So I'm going to share some stories today. They're your stories, uh, the word that God's given me today for you. I hope you're encouraged, and I hope you walk out of here today going, I can do this. I can do this. And with God, how many of you know all things are possible, even uh, the most impossible situation that you might be facing today? Um, God cares about your needs. He just doesn't care about what's going on in Bangladesh, although he cares about Bangladesh because it's, you know, it's a dark place. But it's also a place where the light of the gospel is penetrating that darkness. And that's what we're called to do. I always ask God to send me to a, a place that I could really just be used in my gifts and thrive. And most of the places that God has sent me, we, I've pastored, we have pastored two churches and stewarded two churches in the last 37 years. And I've been a youth pastor and a Chi Alpha guy. It's a long story. But all that to say, every place I went, it needed to be built and rebuilt and strengthened for the next person. 
And so kind of like a Nehemiah, that seems to be the ministry that God has given to us. So here's the main reason I do what I do on the screen. I'm going to blast through these pretty quick sound guys and AV guys. Thank you. Uh, This is my tribe. This is my family. This is why I get up every single day and work for the legacy and the foundation of this family. I have two son-in-laws, three daughters, three granddaughters, a female cockapoo, and a wife of 37 years. And I will tell you this. These people are the most important people to me on the planet. Now, you say, well, what about Jesus? I serve Jesus too, but but this family are the ones that, they're my first congregation. Next, these three just popped into our world. So this is Wilder on the left, Hadley on the right, and introducing the newest, Molly Jewell. Molly Jewell is the CEO of the family. She will probably be the executor of the trust at some point. She, she's this tall, and she is, um, she's in charge. She didn't come to take charge. She came to take over. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's why I do what I do. So feeding kids, training farmers, empowering women. Pastor Madison shared that with you, empowering women and girls. I've been doing women's empowerment for 37 years. <laughs> in my family. I got girls. The only way I get boys is they get married. So I'm talking to Annika right now about Jake because Jake is her first and only boyfriend and he's an electrician. He doesn't talk a whole lot, but we really like Jake and he's, he loves Jesus. So I told Annika, I said, how do you want to do this? Let's negotiate. I'm the dad. And we're talking about her boyfriend right now. So it's pretty cool. All right, so at Convoy, we meet practical needs, and we share Jesus. So uh, I was on a plane not long ago. I was trying to describe a guy about Convoy of Hope, and he goes, so kind of like Red Cross, only you preach Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, we do humanitarian work, but our church, the church is the partner in the world. That's who we partner with everywhere we go. For example, this morning, uh, Friday night, of course, the tornadoes tore through Mississippi, left a 100-mile-wide swath through that state, We have teams on the ground. We've deployed assets, all of our A-teams and trucks. Today, we're distributing product in three towns. Uh, More than 110,000 people are still without power. Over 26 people confirmed dead. And uh, Convoy of Hope has teams and resources on the ground. Yesterday afternoon, we set up a pod point of distribution, and we're there. On to Turkey. Uh, This is number six. Turkey earthquake update. So the death toll is now over 50,000 injuries from the earthquake in Syria and Turkey are climbing. We've served more than a million meals to people affected by the earthquake, and our team continues to distribute relief supplies, diapers, clothing, hygiene kits, baby kits, water filters, and blankets. Let me just pause right there. Hygiene kits. So this morning was a total train wreck for me. So I got in late last night. I stayed over at the Red Fox Inn. There was a hoedown at the Red Fox Inn last night. I just want to say, <laughs> I got out of my car and I'm like, so that's not the entrance to the hotel, but I almost walked into the hoedown, all right, with my suitcase and my briefcase. So I went over to the hotel, checked in, I got quieted down, went right to sleep. I got up this morning, pitch dark, turned the light on, and I forgot where I was. I had to orient myself. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Okay, it happened to me this morning. So uh, no belt. Thank you, Mumble Thighs, for the belt. No toothbrush or toothpaste. Thank you, Casey's. And I, I get this cup of coffee, and I get in the car, and you know how stores and people buy cheap cups and lids sometimes? And I didn't snap it on. It wasn't a cheap lid. It was a bad snap, and I didn't snap the lid on, so I grabbed the lid all over 
my rental car. My, it's been, it's just, my challenges are nothing compared to the rest of what the rest of the world's facing, right? But how many of you know some days it's just more challenging? How much can a toothbrush change your life? It'll change your life because I won't have Mojave mouth. And I'll have fresh breath and clean teeth. Those things matter. On to Ukraine. One year ago this week, Russia invaded Ukraine. Actually, one year ago, three weeks ago. And as the war in Ukraine enters now, it's 14 months. People around the world are still invested in the lives of Ukrainians. Check these out. Eight million Ukrainians fled to neighboring countries. We're working in 13 neighboring nations. Over 7 million people displaced. Of the refugees currently uh, taking shelter, there, there are no big refugee camps, by the way. So it's pretty amazing what the Polish and the rest of the Eastern European nations have done, Moldova, uh, to welcome Ukrainian refugees in. And here's what's cool. Ukraine is the most evangelized Eastern European country. Poland is the least evangelized Eastern European country. God in his providence sent four million Christians into the least evangelized country in the world. That's worth clapping or, all right, yeah, God. The sovereignty of God, people. You cannot make this up. God is working in Ukraine. Churches are distributing resources, and they're demonstrating God's love to people. And by the way, convoys behind the scenes enabling all of that to happen. You make that happen. You're one day. When you take one day of your life and you invest that in the name of Jesus on behalf of the poor and suffering, and you trust convoy with a lot of money. And I'm here to tell you the kingdom investment report on your giving is remarkable because we are seeing hundreds of thousands of people come to Jesus in these countries. We're seeing hundreds of thousands of people come to the Lord around the world. So the greatest migration crisis in the history of Europe since World War II, many residences, of course, are without power, heat, heating, oil, reliable access to other necessities for days and months. Many of these communities up in the hills are melting snow for drinking water, burning trees for warmth. And again, no major refugee camps. People are welcoming them into their homes, churches, businesses, and places of residence. Radical acts of compassion and kindness. And I just love that. And you're making all of that possible. So um, before I'm going to shift gears here, I want to just share this story via video about a little guy named Kevin. This is one of the kids that are fed through our children's feeding initiative through One Day. Check it out.
Just a little side story on Kevin. His family came to one of our feeding programs. Uh, Kevin did. Uh, the particular school that he was going to, we, started, we enrolled the feeding initiative there. And I remember doing a missions trip there many years ago. And I remember that at this particular school, they had a room that had bright green tile on it. It was painted white. Nothing was in this room. It was about the size of a typical classroom or a, actually a bedroom. So maybe 15 by 15, 12 by 12, not very big. And I walked into this room and all the moms and the, and the uh, teachers and the kids were waiting outside. And I had a bunch of pastors from Wyoming and Montana. And I remember going to this room. It was an echo chamber because it was all concrete and brick. And the ladies stood there and said, um, this is the future kitchen someday. We don't have resources to build the kitchen, anything for this kitchen. And then we hope one day, and no pressure on me, no, we hope one day that Convoy of Hope provides us food <laughs> to feed all these kids. There's 400 kids that went to this school. And uh, so I just remember in that moment, Pastor Enrique, he said, let's pray and I'm telling you, these moms, these teachers, these cooks, they prayed. I didn't understand a word they were saying. You know, they're speaking Spanish, and I'm speaking in tongues and English, and that's the only two languages I know. I know a little bit of Swedish, okay? So, and I'm just sitting there going, God, answer that prayer. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're the answer. Do something. So I'm like, all right. So I went back home. We got funding for the kitchen. During the pandemic, we dedicated this kitchen. Brand new concrete counters, lights, windows with bars on them so nobody can break in and steal stuff, pots and pans, no more slaving over um, this nasty charcoal and wood and then breezing all the toxic fumes. It's a smokeless heat unit that we got, kind of like pellets and uh, a little flu going up out of it, they were thrilled. They could cook uh, food without really kind of poisoning themselves and breathing all those bad gases and feeding all these kids. Before, the moms would bring wheelbarrows with big stock pots full of beans and rice and all the food that they would eat along with their kids. And you could see a mom going to school pushing a wheelbarrow with a big pot. And moms from all over the community. So there was a section where they would park the wheelbarrows. And they would drop their kids off and they would goodbye to their children. And then they would walk home and push in their wheelbarrows. Guess what? They don't push the wheelbarrows anymore. Because they're cooking the food on site for all these beautiful kids. And one day helped make all of that happen. So we give God the glory for that. So one day to feed the world is taking a day of your life, investing that on behalf of the poor and suffering, making a difference. So thank you for those of you that are participating. Those of you that haven't, I challenge you in the next two weeks to pick a day, go to school or work on mission and say, today is about others. And then you take Easter Sunday, quite possibly the largest Sunday in your calendar year, and you make it about others. You make it about the least and the last and the lost. And today I want to thank you for that. Here's some of the beautiful kids uh, in our feeding program. Uh, the kids all over the world to have food, access to clean water, a bright future. I was just talking to the children in there uh, before I came in. That's where I was. And uh, I just told them how they're making a difference through BGMC and they're giving. They give several thousand dollars. Your kids did to help feed kids 
through Convoy of Hope. And so I went in there to thank him and, and celebrate with him a little bit. Mark Montaigne said, an empty stomach has no ears. Mark Montaigne was one of those missionaries that spoke deeply into my life. And um, I knew Mark and Hulda had a chance to preach for him several times in Calcutta. And I'll never forget when Mark said that. And he said, Jeff, we would come back home to raise funds. And uh, people didn't understand that when your stomach aches, your head pounds, and your mind is in chaos, you need something good to eat. You need, you need nutrition. You need clean water. And I'll never forget as a 19-year-old intern sitting across from Mark, and I was the intern youth pastor at this particular church, and I just remember tagging along with the staff and listening to all these great missionaries and leaders, but he had an impact on my life. He also said this, where you live should not determine if you live. And that is happening in the world today in an unprecedented way. Uh, people that are at risk, rogue governments, uh, Governments that are not of, by, and for the people, economies and markets that are not free, but there are strong and powerful churches in many of those developing nations, and that's why we partner with the church, because God's people are everywhere. He's got people all over the planet, and uh, we partner with them. I love what Timothy Keller said. He said, if you have money, power, and status, it's largely due to two things. One, the century and place in which you were born, and two, your talents and capacities and health, none of which you earned. In short, all your resources are in the end the gift of God. And I believe that today, that God has blessed us to be a blessing. God, you know, my family is probably not going to go without food or water for the rest of their lives. They're going to be taken care of. But I was thinking, God, why am I here today? Well, maybe to equip and empower some of these farmers to grow more and better food around the world. We give to one day, my wife and I, every year we love it. Uh, so I wouldn't ask you to do something I wouldn't do or haven't done. These are some of the beautiful farmers uh, that are in our program, and we, we love these farmers, teaching them. Of course, through Convoy, we want to meet needs, but we don't want to create a culture of dependence. We want to give dignity and respect to people to say, you can do this. You can grow this food. You can provide for your family. And one day, we check the box and say, we're done in Haiti. I wish I could say that today. We're not done in Haiti, but we're, we're going to be done in some of these countries and move on to a wait list of over 25 countries that are still waiting to receive help. Women's and girls empowerment, bringing strength, dignity, and hope and skills to women and girls. Pretty powerful stuff, uh, these ladies. We're so proud of these moms. I was in Nicaragua uh, just before the pandemic, and uh, she, this mom came up to me and said, Convoy taught me a new word. And I said, what, what word is that? And she goes, tomorrow. And I said, you've never really used that word? She goes, no. She said, we don't, we don't think about tomorrow, Jeff. We think about today. We think just about this far. Because every single day, we have to hustle and work just to feed our families. Just to take care of our kids and our babies. And she said, these, these hygiene kits, these dignity kits, in Rwanda, in Kigali City, Rwanda, a particular school, 900 kids, about evenly, maybe not so evenly split, but hundreds of girls go to this school. And once a month for a week, they don't attend school because it's that time of the month. 
in their menstrual cycle. And they're shamed when they come back to school. So we said, that's got to stop. That's unacceptable. God's not okay with that. Amen? So guess what? We created a dignity kit full of all the things that a young girl needs. Hygiene kit, all kinds of great stuff that's in there for these girls. They don't miss one day of school now because of those dignity kits. And I'm telling you, you guys... Sorry if that's a little too personal or whatever. I'm not teaching out of your favorite book of the Bible right now. But I will tell you that that matters to God. Because we take advantage of where we're at in life. And yet to sit, to think a little dignity kit for a 13, 14-year-old girl in Rwanda is changing her life. And she's happy and she's healthy. It's pretty powerful. So here's some stats. i got to move on because I'm just, I've got 12 minutes and going to 930. And that clock is freaking me out because it said one minute and 31 seconds. And I'm like, Jesus, you better do some loaves and fishes on that clock right now. Okay, so these are 2022 stats, and I want you to see these because this is important. You have grown up with Convoy, Crosspoint. I've grown up with you at, at Convoy. Um, eight years ago, I just remember coming here just going, man, this church, I remember meeting over in the, the mall somewhere, and you were blowing out walls, and it was just like a construction zone, and I just thought, I love this church, I love these people, I love what Jesus is doing in this city, God, I keep my eyes on, on Waverly, I keep my eyes on Crosspoint, but you guys have helped make this possible over the last eight, nine years, these numbers have multiplied, you guys. The women and girls in power, right now we're feeding 533,000 kids every school day in uh, 37 countries. Agriculture, over 80,000 farmers and, and people trained in ag disaster services. We responded to 625, actually 626 as of today because we're in Mississippi, uh, disasters, uh, 37 program countries. We have over 1,600 um, community events, and those are back online, by the way, in, in America. So these big Saturday events where you can get groceries and shoes and prayer and find Jesus, all kinds of good things. We're, we're in different markets across the U.S. this year. Go to convoy.org. You can actually go participate and volunteer if you want. You don't even need a passport to go to Chicago. And you can serve Jesus with Convoy, kind of like a missions trip feel, and it would be awesome if you wanted to be part of that. So the best number that's not on there, but I need to make a new slide, is that hundreds of thousands of people have come to know Jesus because of compassion and showing the love of Jesus. So, yeah. So last uh, Sunday, Pastor Jonathan spoke about the prodigal son. And in your uh, Pray, Give, Grow series, and I was thinking about the coin, the sheep, and the son in that parable. The coin was, didn't know it was lost and didn't know what to do. The sheep knew it was lost and didn't know what to do, but the son knew he was lost and he knew what he needed to do. He needed to run back to his father's house. So that parable is super powerful. I'm not unpacking it right now. But in keeping with this theme, I was uh, filling out a form the other day, and it was um, all kinds of boxes that I had to check. And then at the bottom, I love these forms, all the above. So I'm just like going down the form, filling out. And I checked most of all the above. And then I went about my business. And that afternoon, I was preparing a message. 
And I just felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, there's some boxes that need to be checked in my church and my people. And so I just, I really felt like the Lord spoke to me. It's a little bit different message. Um, we check a lot of boxes in our life. We want all God, want to go to heaven, but a lot of times we don't want to live the way God wants us to live. We all want peace, love, and joy, and happiness, but a lot of times we don't live by those principles that maintain those, the fruit of the Spirit in our life. So what about making Jesus the Lord of your life? What about letting God weigh in on every aspect and molecule of your being? So you give him your life, and he does some crazy cool things, but it's not easy being a Christian. It's not some easy street path. So if you think Jesus is just going to, like, wave a magic wand and make all your problems go away, that's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is with us in our struggles and with us in our decisions and with us when we spend our money and how we use our gifts and where we spend our time. Here's what God wants. Number one, all that you have. All that you have, everything. You're not the owner. We're the steward. We're the manager of all this stuff, right? So how are we leaving it for the next generation? How are we leaving it for the next guy? God is saying, Jeff, if, if it all belongs to me and I'm the owner and you're the stewards, I basically give you back and I'll bless you to bless other people. We're blessed to be a blessing. Look at Philippians 4.19. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So God uses you to bless other people and then he gives you more. It's pretty awesome. But if you just hold on to what you have and you never let it go, like just, I'm just going to say it because the pastor and evangelist is going to come out right now. I had this discussion with a guy in one of my prayer groups. He's like, Jeff, you know, what if I just like did the installment plan with committing my life to Jesus? And I looked at him and I said, John, this is not Walmart. Falling prices don't exist in the kingdom. In fact, Jesus paid a super high price so you could be here today. He died a horrible, cruel death on a cross for us. So it's not falling prices in the kingdom. In fact, God's upping the ante now to say, if you want to follow me and serve me, it's all that I have. Check the box. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. God says, work hard, play hard, love, encourage, serve, and give. And so what's in your hand today? What's in your heart today? What's in your head today? God will breathe on all of that and use it for his glory. So he wants all that we have, too. All that you do, your decisions, your time, your gifts, your finances, check the box. The question is, what are you doing with your time, your talents, and your resources? And this is convicting for me. This message is not easy. Um, I love what Proverbs says, commit to the Lord everything you do, then he will make your plans succeed. By the way, if you want to be a success, commit your way to the Lord. That's the prescription. It's that easy. You want God to bless your life? You want to leave a legacy? You want to bless those around you? You want to serve God and bring him glory? Are you going to make some wrong turns? Probably I did. Made some real bad wrong turns. God's there to redeem those and use that for his glory. But I'm not proud of the sin. I'm not proud of the mistakes and missing the mark that have scarred my life, really. Uh, and God is saying, get into alignment because when you align with me, I can refine you. 
and you can serve me. So he owns it all. We manage it. He's basically saying, hey, all that I have, okay, Lord. All that I do, okay, Lord. What's the third thing? All that I am. All that you are. So what are we known for? Who or what are you defined by? And boy, can we talk about that with identity and people just, you know, thinking they're something when they're not. And then just, you know, it's like, yeah. So our world is, is wanting anchor points and wanting something to, like, solid. What, what can I pin my life to? What can I anchor my life to? And so who are we defined by? God or this world and all of its confusion? Is truth defining us? And this is why studying the Bible, praying, going to church, and thinking are so important, those four things. I, I encourage my church, every, I, the church everywhere I go, think. Don't just study the Bible. Don't just pray, and don't just go to church. Think about what Jesus would do in this situation, whether you're a businessman, whether you're going to school, whether you're a teenager trying to figure out yourself and who Jesus is and, you know, what you're going to eat for lunch right now. Whatever it is, God is saying, I can show you who you are in Christ. It's so important. So I love what Psalm 103 says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. So all that I have, all that I do, all that I am, all the above. And that's the box. It's like, Check the box and say, Jesus, I'm going to give you my life. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, today could be the day. You know, there's, there's people that don't believe. There's people that are ready to believe. And then there's people that have believed a long time in this room. We sit in those three chairs here. And God is going to say, hey, today, look at this, First Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth. Think about that. That's like Lord of the Rings stuff. The two tower stuff. But it's better because it's God. And that he may support those whose heart is completely his. God promises you this, that when you fully commit your way to him, he promises to bless and support those whose heart is completely his. So is your heart completely his today? Can you just say, all the above, God, I'm yours. What does that have to do with one day? Not a whole lot. Because God will take your offering and use it, but you'll be part of something really special. But today, we're talking about you and I. You're going to receive a generous offering on Easter, and every dollar will be multiplied, and Convoy will steward those resources. And we're going to skip video three, guys. Luke 14 says, Jesus gave this instruction, when you host an elaborate meal, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then you'll be blessed because they can't repay you. They will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So today, Crosspoint, I want to thank you for giving. I want to thank you for listening. And we're going to pray. But I want to tell you quickly what happened to me three months ago. I was standing at my dad's bedside when he breathed his last breath. I also had the privilege of being there for my mom 10 years ago. Flew out to California. I was there for the last five hours of my dad's life. He was 97 and a half. He came over on a boat from Sweden. He was raised in the Quad Cities in Moline, Illinois. He was a good, solid Lutheran until the Holy Spirit tampered with him. He went to Bradley. He went to Augustana. And then he moved west. <laughs> 
a week and a half before I was out there on a, a trip, a speaking engagement, and I went to the care home where my dad was. And he leaned over and he looked at me and he goes, all the cornerstones of my life are in place, Jeff. Whatever happens from now on is on you. And he turned over and he went back to sleep. I went, nope, that's not happening. And I walked around the other side of the bed and I'm like shaking him. I'm like, dad, because I thought he's going to die right now. And he didn't. And I woke him up and I'm like, dad, do you remember what you said? He goes, uh-huh. Like, he, like he's playing with me. Those words so impacted my life because he made things right with Jesus. And he introduced us to Jesus. He lived for Jesus. My dad knew God long before he went to his deathbed. So today, there's a story in the Bible about Jesus meeting a guy named Zacchaeus. We sing a song about him. Zacchaeus, the Bible says, Luke 19, Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly, and all the people saw this. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to stay at your house today. All the people saw this and began to mutter, Jesus invites Zacchaeus, a pretty sketchy dude. And this is what the people began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. It's my favorite Bible passage. Luke 19, 7. My favorite Bible passage. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. And the people just like, can you believe it? He didn't go to Waverly and invite Pastor Madison or Jonathan or Dan. or He didn't even, he walked right past Anderson that convoy guy, and he went to go have dinner with sinners. That's the Jesus I serve. That's the Jesus that's blazing his way through Waverly, saying, hey, I'll come to your church, and I'll bless you, but how many people need to know about God's love today? So Jesus loves having dinner with sinners. Let's pray. Jesus you stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears your voice and he opens the door, you say you will come in. So all over this room today, if you're here watching online, and you would just say, man, I need Jesus before the sun sets today. I've got to make things right with God. If that's you, just go ahead and make eye contact with me and just look up. If you're looking at me, that just means, hey, pray for me, Jeff. I'm not going to make you stand or come forward. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. I can't see everybody maybe looking at me, but if my eyes meet your eyes, God bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, you guys. It's worth it. Anybody else? You would just say, man, that's me. I just got to get things right with God, Jeff. That's why God sent you here today. God bless you. Jesus, today, we simply say this prayer. If you would say this with me, church, just remain in an attitude of prayer. I'm just going to say a simple, fresh start prayer, and then um, Pastor Dan's going to come. He'll, he'll give you more instructions, and I know we're right on the wire here, so I got to go. But would you say this prayer with me out loud? And um, let's walk with the people who want to say yes to Jesus today. Let's walk them in to the family of God. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me, for loving me 
and for calling me today. I confess that I need you, and I am lost without you. So come into my heart. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. Thank you for the salvation that you paid for on the cross for me. I receive you now. Change my life. Forgive me of my sin and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Cross Point, you guys are awesome. Thank you. I know we're up against the clock, but I would just want to say this. When I walk off the stage today, I'm going to give Jesus a hand. Not only for what he's doing, he's given you faith to do one day. There's people in this room today that maybe prayed that prayer for the first time. Pastor Dan's going to give you instructions. Give it up for Pastor Dan. Here he comes. Praise God. Praise God. If you made that decision today to follow Jesus or rededicate your life, we just, we'd love to be able to connect with you. And so if you could text the word yes to 319-250-8998. It's on the screen there. Text yes to 319-250-8998. Otherwise, in the QR code in front of you, if you scan that, you can also get there as well. Um, Jeff, thank you. I just want to say thank you. For your partnership and your investment in Cross Point Church over the years. Not just one, but it's been multiple. And so it's just absolutely incredible. I love Convoy of Hope. I love what they do. I love their heart to partner with the local church where they can be the hands and feet of Jesus all across this world. And we get to be a part of that. I find that absolutely incredible. And so Easter Sunday is coming up in two weeks. It's going to be a great Sunday. And we encourage you to invite people so that their lives can be changed. Uh, in your seats, there's these invites. Go invite someone. Let's invite 5,000 people. And then from there, we're going to have a great day of taking an offering for one day to feed the world for kingdom builders. So I encourage you to be praying. Let God speak to you what he wants you to do on Easter Sunday for one day to feed the world. It's going to be incredible. At the end of each service, we finish a song with one song. And some of you in this room may have come with some very heavy needs that have been going on in your lives. And so I encourage you, on the side of each of these stages will be prayer teams. And if you need prayer, come up and be prayed for. Please stand with me and we're going to get ready to dive into one more song. But let me pray for you. Let's just pray for Convoy of Hope and what God is doing through them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in Waverly. Thank you for what you're doing all the way across this world, Lord. But God, we know that there are still hurting people with physical needs, but more importantly, Lord, we know that there are spiritual needs, that they haven't come to know you yet. And so God, I pray that as Convoy of Hope goes out and be the hands and feet of you, that people will experience your love, your mercy, and your grace, Lord. God, we thank you that we get to be a part of it that we can be a part of the journey, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come forward if you need any prayer. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. 
For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.